And we are back. It has been a little more than a month and a half since our last episode. I'm going to call this one a mid-season break. Don't judge me. On this episode, I get a chance to sit down with the one and only Rachel McGovern. Rachel has been a staple of the Strongtown community since 2012, so she has seen the gym through plenty of different iterations. She is one of the most consistent people in the gym and has never been one to shy away from hard work. She's a mother of two amazing kids, and in her life outside the gym, she currently works as a scientist. Spoiler alert, I learn what bench science is on this episode. It's very exciting. We talk about her background, her life before Strongtown, what first brought her to the gym, as well as what she is currently working on. I do need to note, I should have scheduled more time around this recording, so we do end up bumping into the morning classes starting to arrive, so it does end a bit abruptly towards the end. I have to thank Rachel for taking the time to talk with me and hope you all enjoy. Welcome to another episode of Strongtown Talks. This is a show where we talk with the people and friends of the Strongtown community. Rachel, welcome to the show. Hi, Dan. Thanks. So this is, I'm trying to be better about this. Today is, is, I don't know, Saturday, September 18th. 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 Uh, This is going to be, I believe, episode 43 of the podcast, Marie. So I, I lose track of counting these when I'm talking about the show. So I'm very happy to have you on here because I haven't been able to get sort of a member on, on the show for a little while. You are someone, you've been at Strongtown for, since the beginning. I, I think you were here when I came back from London. I think eight years. I think 2012, I think eight is when years, I so actually what, started. Yeah. Is that eight years? Yes. So you've been with us for quite some time. Yes. I think a lot of people in the gym know you and they know who you are. I don't think everyone really knows what brought you to the gym to begin with. Like you're just, it's just Rachel. She's always been here. Like this is something she's always done. No, yeah, I haven't always done it. What brought me to the gym? I did uh, a lot of triathlons. So in 2000, I started doing triathlons and uh, did that for about 10 years. So obviously swimming, biking, running. I uh, was also part of um, Empire Running Club in Waterbury. No, Watertown. Okay. And was running with them because everyone knows I'm such a great runner. Um, so I was working on that. And then I, the last triathlon, I, I was I didn't really want to do them anymore. So I stopped doing them. And These the, were full triathlons? Uh, I, no, I never did. Um, I did sprints and Olympic distance. Okay. I never did the, the Ironman ones, you know, with the full marathon at the end. No. I Right. People train 40 hours a week for those. I just, I was working full time. I didn't. The sprint is like a 5K run. Yep. A half mile swim. In about a 10 to 12 mile bike. 10 to, what is the Olympic? Is that the same? It's like double. So it's like a mile, 1.2 mile swim. It's usually like a 40 or 50 mile bike. And then it's a, a 10K. So I did that for, yeah, about 10 years. And then the running club broke up. And and so then I kept saying, I have to go out and run. And for those that now think I'm a 6 a.m. or when I came to Strongtown, I was always 6 p.m. You were. You were an evening person. But before that, I worked out in the morning all the time before I went to work. So that was my normal was the morning workout. For the triathlon yeah, stuff, yes. All, yeah. Even way back when, when I first started working out, it was in the morning. Um, so then I kept saying, I have to get out and go run. I have to go run. So a year and a half, I'm saying I have to get out and go run. So obviously that's not going to happen. And I was talking to somebody at work. and She said, you know, you really should try CrossFit. I, th- I think you would really love it. And she was out of that big one in Branford, a big CrossFit in Branford. Shoreline. Yeah. Because this is back in 2012, probably for 2011. Or maybe, yeah, we were chatting about yeah, it Yeah, so right? I, right now I know there's <clears throat> Branford CrossFit and there's Shoreline. I think back then it was just actually Shoreline was yeah. the big one. So she would go there. So she was talking about it. And she's like, I really, I really think you'd like it. And I was like, okay. I, of course, I hadn't heard about it. I didn't 
know what it was. And she said, and she was telling me a little bit about it. And she said, you know what? Go look around and pick a gym that has a class you can do. Because mm-hmm. I didn't realize it was all based on time, right? It's not like you walk in and work out like a normal gym. You come in at a designated time to work out. And so I did look around. And because I was working in Wallingford at the time, coming across 84 when 84 was bad, most of the classes were at 530. And I knew I probably would never make a 530 class. And, yeah. and I wanted to be near home because I was working from home sometimes too in the weekends. So I didn't want to work out in Wallingford. I wanted to work out here. So I came into Strongtown and I'll never forget the first day because honestly, the hardest thing is walking in the door, right? I, I fully <laughs> agree with you. Thing. Yes. It's just kind of, and you don't know what it is. And well, now it was very popular, but back then I didn't know anything about it. There's a lot it. of decisions that get someone from you know their home to the actual door in terms of deciding if they want to do it. Plus I was felt very out of shape. I yeah. Felt, you know, the whole, I need to be in shape to come to work out and CrossFit. It's a big first step to actually sort of walk into the facility. Yeah. So I come in the door and Cheryl's here. Becky's mother. Yeah. Yes. And Cheryl and my aunt are really good friends. Okay. And so she's like, Rachel. And I was like, ah, you know, so that sort of really broke the ice for me. So I, I didn't, of course, I know someone here. I'm chatting with her. That was, you know, very interesting for me. And I thought really kind of let down my nervousness of walking yeah. in the door. And back then there weren't. Like, honestly, I don't, that's so interesting. I don't know if I, I don't think I called. I think I just literally walked in the door. I didn't set up an appointment. I didn't do any of that stuff. Yeah, I was looking through some of our old emails because we, you know, we've changed member management stuff over the years. So that's a little bit hard for me to track. One of the things I can normally track is when we for, sort of first got a message from someone. And Did I it? couldn't find any record <laughs> of it, you ever contacting us. I don't. I don't Not that know. I haven't heard from you. No, but, but like, I don't think I did. So that's like it's interesting now. Like you, you, I'm like, oh, I just walked in the door. Like, like who's this person? And there weren't there weren't fundamentals. Like there was nothing yeah, like I think that. that was- there was a period where it was just we were just trying to get people into the classes, yeah. and it's changed on us quite a bit over the years. So I watched the class, and thank God I didn't know what it was because I think it was Ka- was it Karen? <laughs> Is Karen the 150 wall? Yes, I think it was that. You came back and, after that? Well, because I just watched, but no, thank uh, God yeah, I didn't know. Watching it, that would be awful. <laughs> but I didn't know what was happening, it's so like it was doing okay. nothing else outside this one movement. <laughs> so ignorance is a bliss, right? And then, uh, but no running. No, yeah, no <laughs> running, which is good. I know Becky was here and Barry was here because he. I know they were calling him Bear, but I thought it was like B-E-A-R, Bear, like Bear. Yes. Um, so, yeah, and then I just came back, and then I think I did the that little baseline workout. That yeah. I came, Becky did that with me, like with the rowing and then the pull-ups and the 50, 40, 30, like that one. Yeah, the 500-meter yeah, yeah, row, then yeah. 40 air squats, 30 yeah. sips, 20 put. yes. Yeah, and stood on the pull-up bar for a while to get 10 pull-ups. So, yeah. Yeah, and then that was it. I signed up, and I, I took a little break because I had to have a little thing off my head. That was it. I think I've been pretty consistent. Now, before triathlons, were you an athlete? Were you, were you someone who grew up playing sports? Yeah, I, I've been, I swam as a little kid. I swam. Okay. So we used to go to the Jewish Community Center in Middlebury, which is now Post, Daikyo Post. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so I swam there probably 10 or something. Like we had a pool when we were little kids. Okay. So most of us swam. I swam in high school. Swimming is a great sport, though. That's something that stays with you. A lot of people now just aren't comfortable breathing in the water, being in the water. Yeah. Swimming, I liked swimming because I'm not the best athlete, but at swimming, you can actually score points for your team, even if you get third or fourth place, you know, yeah. so it was a way you can actually sort of help your team win, even if you're not the best swimmer out there. Would you do relays or do you remember what events you would swim? Yeah, I did the 500 meter free, the 200 meter free and the 50 meter in the relay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm more distance. I'm not a sprinter. I'm not really. Mike and I have cousins in Jersey, and it's a similar story where they grew up in a house with a pool. They all got into swimming in school, and they've all they've swam through college. Um, they're all really wow, strong swimmers. Yeah, dedicated. So you grew up in the Middlebury area? No, I grew up in Waterbury. Waterbury. Mm-hmm. 
Bunker Hill. Bunker Hill in Waterbury. Bun- I know Bunker Hill area. Yeah. 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 The street across from the park. That's where I grew up. Yeah. So you're on the Watertown side, kind of. Yeah. Not far from the Watertown line. Yeah, absolutely. So you're local. Yes. Born and bred in Connecticut and still here. <laughs> no, that's great. We, we have a few, uh, a few natives in the gym. <laughs> yeah. We do have quite a few transplants as well. I think one of the things that's cool about the gym is that it's a place that just brings so many different people together. But everyone has sort of like an origin story with fitness in some ways. Uh, like for me, I, I remember I, I used to work for a mason and it got to this point where I got into college and then there's sort of this awakening where I, I kind of, I don't know, awakening, but like it's sort of this moment where I realized like I've kind of let myself go and this is something that I feel like I need to take control of in my life. And I, I feel like you're someone who you've had, you seemingly had that grasp for a very long time or that, that focus. And I was wondering if you know what kind of brought you to that moment or if there's anything in particular. Yeah. So we did, Bunker Hill had a sports program. So I, you know, we did basketball. I went to Catholic grammar school. So we did, you know, basketball. I love softball. I played yeah. softball as well. And then I swam. So, I mean, I have, you know, some sports background. When I started working at Bristol Myers Squibb, I was doing bench science with um, radioactive materials. And so okay. we had a yearly medical, huge medical panel done, um, lab panel done for us. And I think I was 22 or 23. And I got the results back in my HDL, my good cholesterol was super low. And so it said stroke candidate or something like that next to it. Is that 22? Yeah. And so I was like, what is happening? And so I think one of the things when I back then talking to either the doctor, or, you know, to increase your cardio can help raise your HDL yeah. cholesterol. So that's when I really started to do more conscious working out for a, you know, fitness purpose or a health purpose, I think. And I went to this place in Waterbury. I remember that time we went after work and did the different things sort of in a female only kind of a place, almost like a circuit kind of training, I think. Is this Curves? It wasn't called Curves. It was called Gloria Stevens. It was, I don't even know how I found it out. But so did that for a while. And then, so that was early 90s. And then, yeah, I started doing, then I would go to the Y. So from, I live in Woodbury. So from Woodbury to Wallingford, I go by Waterbury. So I'd go to the Waterbury Y and I would do swimming and I would do the spinning class. And then that's when a friend was like, well, do you just want to do the triathlon? Since we're already doing two out of the three sports anyway. Yeah. And with the Griscus in our backyard, it was really easy to do that as a first triathlon. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really that sort of lab notation that I kind of got a little nervous and said, I need to start doing something. I'd like to actually circle back to the science thing, because I don't think everyone knows that you are a, a... A scientist, scientist person. Yeah. So um, I have a, I was just talking last night. Um, I have a BS in biology okay. um, from Providence College. I really liked sophomore biology in high school. I, I, and I said, you know, oh, this is something I really like and I'll, I'll go you know, forward with that. So BS in biology, I have a master's as well. I got from Wesleyan. That was more of a general degree with a concentration in science. And I started working at Yale as bench science when I graduated, just doing infectious diseases research. And then I, fortunately, someone did pull, literally pulled my resume off the pile kind of thing at Bristol Myers. And I got a job there six months after I graduated. So I, and I worked there for 27 years. Wow. Are you still there? You've you've bounced around a little bit. Haven't no, you recently... I left. I left Bristol Myers because they decided to close the Wallingford facility. Okay. That was yeah. I've been three and a half years now, almost three and a half years at Imbrium Therapeutics. So yeah, Bristol Myers, you know, pretty much big pharma. So I had a lot of jobs there, and now I'm doing clinical research. So I went from bench science to clinical research, which is um, overseeing our clinical trials on new drugs. I, uh, I'm not going to lie, Rachel. I don't know what bench science is. Oh, so I just <laughs> so um like sitting at like a lab bench. Okay. Um, with test tubes, so in vitro, or okay. you know, like no people. So it's all you know, cell cultures or test tubes, or looking at the science or like drugs at a very early stage. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah. Though, sorry about that. Sorry. No, no, sorry. no, no. I see I, you yeah. doing something with your hands, making a bench. 
picture. I'm like, I don't know what she is. Like, I don't know if Ben Science is. So it's like picture like lab coat glasses sitting at the. Yeah, okay. You see them on commercials sometimes. You see people with lab in a lab. Like I was in a lab situation. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ben Science. I feel sorry. Now. Learn sorry. something every day. <laughs> I forget. I know our terminology. Oh my gosh. It's like a conversation, whole other language. Yeah, no, I, I yeah. think it totally is. I get myself caught with yeah. the gym all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Pharmaceutical research. Clinic. I like clinical research. I like doing clinical, tri- overseeing clinical trials. You do? Yeah. I'm fascinated by that. I always find it interesting, like what clicks for people in terms of like, you know, that sparks yep. that interest in yep. terms of like that. This is something I want to do. And science post-college, I feel like I've had more of an interest or respect for, but I feel like when I was younger, I could never really, I couldn't grasp it. Like it never just, yeah. Well, were you starting with like geology or something? No, yeah, I, I did. So I enjoyed, like- I enjoyed math. And that was about math and gym class, I think. It's okay. Which, which is appropriate for me now, I guess. It's okay. Yeah, yeah it worked out. So you've been doing the triathlon thing. You were also your mother as well. Yes, you know my you, kids. You have, you have two amazing kids, Zach <laughs> and Emma. Yes, thank you. They've both been here on occasion. They have, yes. Yes. Now, Zach is 20. Is he 21 yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Zach is 22 and Emma's 24. Okay. Yep. Yep. So you've been a, a mother for, for almost 25 years now, Rachel. Yes. Having kids is one of those events that I think people have a hard time keeping motivation through. That, that changes our perspective yeah. on a lot of things in life. Disrupts, we used to be disrupts sort your of, schedule you know, and stuff. Right. You go yeah. kind of be like the least important person in your life in some ways. <laughs> yeah. Were you able to work out through that or, or was fitness part of your life through that? Yeah. Emma was born in 96 and Zach in 98. And so I started triathlon training in 2000, I think around then. And that's why I worked out in the morning. So I didn't feel quite as guilty working out in the morning. And I, I worked, so I'm, you know, I have worked full time. Yeah. Um, Steve was working. And then after two kids, we sort of did the math and said, you know, it's pretty expensive to pay for two kids in daycare, you know, if you're not going to make a certain amount of money. Right. So we made the decision as a family that he would stay home with the kids. Oh, wow. So he did that. Yeah. Which at that time it wasn't quite as popular or maybe quite as yeah. accepted, but it, it it's a little out. more common now. I yeah. think daycare is also more expensive now too. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, everything gets more expensive. Yeah. But so it worked really well for us. So I, I still did work out in the morning feeling, I didn't feel quite as guilty then, right? If my kids were still sleeping while I was working out. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that that makes a lot of sense. And you yeah. got to squeeze in when you can and right. yeah. then you have the rest of the day free. Now, how long have you and Steve been married? 26 years. 26 years. Yeah. How did you guys meet? <laughs> um, we have mutual- I'm guessing it wasn't in the lab. <laughs> no, it wasn't in the lab. We have mutual friends and um, we actually met at the Red Door in uh, Watertown, oh, yeah. <laughs> which wasn't called the Red Door at the time. I know the Red Door very yeah, well. Yes. Yeah, yeah, at that bar. that We used to go there a lot. I used to work at Hemingway's in Watertown, so I have friends- well, okay. The, the restaurant on the quarter now that's not a restaurant anymore. Yeah. So I worked there. So I met people there. We used to go to the, you know, the the tavern. It was the tavern. Did he have an amazing beard back then? No, no, not as much. No, he did not. He would have a goatee sometimes. Okay. Yeah. No, he didn't have the super long beard yeah, that easy he has. Top. Yeah. No, he didn't have that then. Now, Rachel, we, we've talked a little bit about sort of your background, what what brought you up. Um, I, I was actually, I think you have an interesting perspective on this gym in general. I feel like you've seen us through quite a bit of changes. I know some of the old pictures I look at, I said, yeah. nothing. On, it's so interesting without anything on the wall. The walls are all white. You know I was what I mean? That ask, part. Was the plywood on the walls no, back then? No, not that I recall. Because I remember this this side where there used to be the wall ball wall. You didn't have any of the wall yes. ball um, Do you remember targets. why we put plywood on the walls? I think, weren't we kicking through or someone making noise or someone was complaining or something? Mikey was having a class do a warm-up move called, a, uh, I think it was push ball or something, where you basically throw the wall ball into the wall. <laughs> I wasn't there for that one. <laughs> and I think he goaded Paul Bernardi at the time that he was throwing it a little too soft. And Paul literally threw it through the wall. 
Okay. So we stopped doing that movement at the time. But then, uh, yeah, they were just getting too beat up with yeah. kicking up to the wall with uh, weightlifting shoes and everything for yeah. the handstands. Yeah, makes sense, actually. Uh, is there anything that sticks out to you over the years in terms of, I was going to say key moments, but I don't know if that might be the open for you or... Yeah, no. So the interesting thing about the open, I, I miss doing the open, actually. I, I will say that. Um, well, it's coming back. Okay. And they're putting it back to the appropriate time of the year, too. That was the change was hard because that interfered with Battle for the Bell, I remember. Yeah. And another kudos to Becky. So this is where ignorance is bliss sometimes. I think, right, so I started in August and then in February, Open started. And I think she maybe they're doing on Sunday or something. I came for a Sunday workout and Becky was like, Rachel, you're pretty competitive. Do you want to do the Open? I was like, sure. Like, don't know what you're talking about and it was some sort of little snatch and oh snatch and burpee to target um yes and then the snatch would increase weight so the first weight was something like 45 pounds or something so yeah and got really heavy right but i think she probably knew as a coach Mm -hmm. that i could at least all you have to do is get one rep and you can at least log that in and do the next workout you know now i kind of think about it that way but so i got i did whatever um what i really like about the opens is for some reason i always got something at the open i always got something new that i didn't have before at the open it gave you that extra push. So, yeah, it's a motivating environment. It's it's not fun. I don't know if I'd say it was fun. I got chest to bar pull ups one time in an open workout. You know, that was the first time I got that. So you get to do things that maybe you've been working on, or you know, I remember Kelly working on her ring muscle ups. You know, bruised on her arms. Yeah, she, for years. Ha- yes, but she has you know worked really hard to do that. But yeah, the open was. Those are good moments. I like that. And then some of our fun workouts. I, I like the twelve days of Christmas workout. That's always That's a fun a, time. It's just a fun one. You know, yeah. you're doing a lot of things. There's a lot of, you know, that's what I miss. You know, the COVID stuff, like we're all in our box and you miss that kind of like group setting. We're here. I'm glad we're here. Don't get me yeah, wrong. But right. those kind of workouts where, you know, like 50 people are coming and there's stuff no, everywhere. I, I, I agree. Like even just, you know, when COVID happened and we were, we were talking about everything and then opening back up and trying to do something like Murph, you know, that happened 4th of July. Murph was a workout that we used to get. We would get 40 people in a class sometimes. Yeah. Um, and not that we can't space four people out, but it's just like, it's a very different sort of environment for the workout. Like, yeah. you know, you're part of this big group and now everyone has their distance and yeah, it's, we're very happy to be back open. I'm ecstatic that you're back open because it's so, not the same at home. I'm sorry. It's just No, not it's, it's not. You know, some people enjoy it. I know Kathleen is someone where, unfortunately, she's working down sort of the Brewster area. So the commute is kind of the opposite direction. And then her day starts early and some days it gets sort of dragged late. So I think she enjoys having the option to work out at home. Or being able to sort of just do something, yes. I think, or be yep. able to make some time for it, which is definitely important. But I, I do think something gets lost in, in sort of the, you know, not having that group atmosphere, that group environment, just in terms of motivating people too. Yeah. I remember working on my garage a few times and it's very easy to sort of check the cell phone or, or do something <laughs> and, you know, get sidetracked. I've been curious how, because Zach is, Zach's a CrossFitter right now. He's up yeah. in Ithaca. Yeah, so he, yes, Emma wasn't really a fan, so Emma does her own thing. That's fine. Yes, yeah. it's not, I guess it's not for everybody. Yeah, Zach came, he, Zach came probably at 16, I think I probably brought him. Yeah. And then he was doing CrossFit Ithaca, and I think they're doing something different now. I think they closed their gym down or doing more online or, or personal training or something. Yeah, whatever I, they're doing. Yeah, and so now he is at CrossFit Palace, and he really is liking it. I think there's more more people there or 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 maybe more younger guys. I, I don't know. For whatever reason, it's working out really yeah. well for him. And he was just saying they have that the CrossFit Games athlete. And so um, they were there maybe Friday with the judge to do the first workout yeah, or something. Did you get to see any of the games? Feed? No. He didn't get, he, or I don't think he got to watch it or no, anything No. Like so that. it's re- they sent a judge out to all the athletes. That's who what doing he told it. me, yes. 
and it looks like they gave them some sort of like camera because everyone has a very similar quality feed, which is definitely appreciated. But it's like scrolling through like a YouTube feed. Oh, I didn't look for it. Okay. Like it doesn't seem to be, unless I missed it right now, but it's not really compiled into one thing. So it's like you'll watch Matt Frazier do the workout one and then you'll watch like Patrick Vellner do workout one. So it's like it's watching like individual athletes. It's almost like watching a really well-produced version of someone doing an open workout. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, it's different. Yeah. Everything's different. I feel like I was watching it and it just turned into like a weird YouTube rabbit hole where you're just sort of scrolling and then just watching these little weird clips of the videos as opposed like which i'm sure for the athletes that's a very different experience because i think they're also doing something in terms of delaying the release so that you won't get matt frazier who puts up a time early in the workout and then not that you can easily just know the time and beat it but oh but they don't have that right they're kind of all doing it blind (laughs) yeah so you don't have anything well that's how they would be if they were there together they would all be doing it together so you wouldn't have information you get to see who was in your heat i mean you wouldn't see the previous heats or anything like that they do try to hide that i'm curious how it's going to be i think there's they're doing this online portion now and then there there is going to be an in-person portion after this it kind of snuck up on me this year right they kept putting it off and it kept changing and yeah typical crossfit speaking of we're not part of crossfit anymore well we kind of are rachel it's funny you bring that up so we we were talking about this a little bit the other day about how CrossFit is something where obviously an affiliation as opposed to a franchise. We essentially lease the term CrossFit from the brand. Okay. We, we pay them to use the word CrossFit in terms of the gym is called CrossFit Strongtown. Marketing materials. Or if you go to the website, we can use the word CrossFit in sort of the domain name. You know, this year aside, too, this has been sort of happening for a little while where I've always wanted the conversation about the gym to be that someone says they're going to Strongtown as opposed to saying I'm going to CrossFit. Yeah. Outside of the gym, when someone's talking to their friend, when they talk about the gym, I think CrossFit's such a strong brand that's something that people default to and it's sort of taking a while to like sort of move those eggs over to more of the strong town basket part of the issue we are dealing with is that every account that i've made for this gym for the past nine years has the word crossfit in it in one way or another so the change is so in terms of unthreading it it's not a very simple just flip a switch don't pay them for us i have noticed some gyms have been able to do it at this point we've paid crossfit for this current year we're trying to switch things over. We're seeing what they do with the new CEO and how, how he seems to be doing it. And I will say so far, some of the changes, like I do like that they're putting the open back to, I think they're doing it like February, March, February, March back to right. when it used to be. So there do seem to be changes that they're trying to implement. I'm kind of curious where it will go. But I think either way for us, I'd like the focus of the brand to be on more the word Strongtown, which is something that Mike and I own, right. as opposed to the word CrossFit, which is basically this international brand that isn't really tied into any one location. Well, right. So CrossFit, if I say that out there, that won't bring them here. It, it, it could bring them to a variety of places. Right, in, which is good. Right around here. Yeah, no, I understand. But if you want people to know your gym. Yeah, and I think for us, you know, we're one location. We have a hyper-local presence. I'm not really trying to get people from Hartford here or, you know, from New Haven. No. It's just we, we're in Southbury. You know, I'm, I'm worried about the Southbury, Middlebury, Woodbury, Oxford community. Right. And that's, that's it. I feel yeah. like that's us. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool. But, you know, what we're doing is still still the same stuff. We're still using the barbell. We're still the pull-up rig is here. I, I feel like CrossFit's also one of those terms, like it's almost like Kleenex and tissue now, where if, if you go into a gym and you see rings and you see a rig and boxes and kettlebells, I feel like everyone has a certain yeah. expectation of what's going to happen in that yeah, gym. Yeah. In terms yeah. of the type of workout that they could expect. Yeah. It's not machines and treadmills and more right. of a commercial gym atmosphere. A lot of stuff close together. Like when I picture like Planet Fitness, I feel like a lot yeah. of stuff close together. There. One of the things that first attracted me to sort of the CrossFit model in some ways was that whole idea of the flexible space. In landscape architecture, we always have a project and you know, you're designing things, everything's sort of very fixed. I, I always thought it was a very cool concept that you had a big open floor essentially. And then depending on the workout, you know, the box would be in, the box would be out. Right. You might use kettlebells one day, you might use this one day. And so it kind of creates this space which is always changing. Yep. Or it's a very dynamic space. That's what I love about CrossFit and why I've stayed is is the variety. That's yeah. what I like. I really don't like the 
let's do 150 of something and that's it. I, that for my, me personally, I don't like that. Yeah. I don't know if it's a mental thing or just boring or just, I don't know. For me, that's not as interesting or doesn't keep me going as much. Yeah, so yeah. I do like the variety here. And and honestly, I like that someone else plans the workout. That's what I used to have a hard time with at, even at the Y, you know, you walk into the weight room. And I'm like, I don't really know what to do here or or how I'm supposed to structure a workout to, to work out for me, you know? So here, yeah. it's, I don't have to think about it. It's on the board. Yeah. Commercial dreams are great they, they I, they've if that works for influence. you that's like, fine they yes. work for a lot of people yes. but i think i used to also get frustrated going there and even when i did have a plan of this this is what i want to do today it, it doesn't always work out that depending on how many people are there it's like well i can't get access to that equipment that i want to use or so and so is using those weights so i can't do that and and then it just kind of so it is a it's a very different experience yeah um now are you working on anything right now in terms of your fitness do you have a, a focus that you're trying to so so yeah that's that's the thing about crossfit too right i'm I'm sure I'm not the only one that has 50 things to work on, right? Oh, it's not like yes. just one, right? I think the you longer know? you do it, the more you realize that list, how yeah. extensive it can actually be. Or COVID really messed me up because I didn't have much at home. So I didn't do a single pull-up. So it took me a long time working very hard on pull-ups to get pull-ups. So I don't have them back yet. So that's definitely on my list. I'm trying to figure out when to come now that you have some open gym times yeah. to come in. What I did start with was let's just be consistent. So since middle of... June, I've been pretty consistent four or five, six times a week working out. So mm-hmm. I thought, let me just focus on that. I don't want to get hurt. Don't want to do anything stupid. I want to make sure I can come consistently. So I've been doing that. And now you'll have open gym open. So I, I, you know, I would like to get my pull-ups back. Yeah, I'm, I'm um, happy to add open gym back to schedule. Yeah. It's, it's nice to be able to just be able to come in and do a few things or just work on something. It is. Yeah. I will say my weights are getting better, but they're not. I took the PR thing off the list because, okay, I'm not it's, even close. Yeah, it's post-COVID PRs. <laughs> exactly. So I said, you know, I'll just keep working on that kind of stuff. But there's a few th- I was I was really starting to work on my dips because I wanted to try to get to a bar muscle up, something yeah. like that. But I don't even have the pull-ups now. So I, I'm like, I have I to go back to kind of, you know, square one for the pull-ups and the dips kind of thing. Yeah. For myself right now, I'm just trying to focus on getting back in with some sort of regularity and routine. Yeah. I, I think the longer that we do CrossFit, I, I think it does expose us or, or just longer that we're in the gym, you start realizing that every one of these components, whether it's your back squat or your snatch mm-hmm. or your pull-up or your handstand, there are all these little rabbit holes that, that can they, they take a lot of time to actually sort of develop. Yeah. Although losing them is about two days. <laughs> I, right. Yes. <laughs> they do come back yeah. though. <laughs> okay. But no, I mean, we, we touch on so many bases Sometimes, yeah, I'm a big fan of using the Annex or Open Gym to try to sort of put in some extra time into some of these areas and try to focus a little bit more. I think it's actually cool because people are diff- are good at different things too, right. right? Things are easier for people, you know, for people than other things. Yeah. The double unders, that was, a, I, I'm amazed. I got those in like three months after being here. I have no idea why, really, no clue why. Double unders tend to click for people. That one was one I got pretty quickly and there's still, like, I'm trying to get Zach, he's, it's like you gotta you gotta practice those. You should have double unders by yeah. now, kind of thing. Well, double unders are a neurological <laughs> thing. Oh, so I mean, you know, it's not like a three hundred pound squat where there's this base strength requirement. Right. So you know, for the most part, double unders is more just sort of an understanding of the movement, and it's a very quick twitch. I always say that everyone should be able to do double unders. Yeah. It doesn't just, always happen though. But that's but. what I like here too. There's different people. They're good at different things or strong, yeah. like their strength is, you know, people you look at and go, how do you move that much weight? You know, yeah. just someone like a Kelly or, you know, the smaller people, they're moving it's like dece- lots it's of deceiving. weight. Yeah. 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 It's very impressive. Rachie. Rachie's always on the moving yes. weight list. Yeah. She is. Rachel, I, I think we're running a little bit close on time okay. here. Um, that's, I appreciate having you on the show today. Thank you, Dan. Uh, it was great to you. have you. Thank you. And I will see as people are getting in here, I apologize. Well, it's okay. Rachel, thank you. Thanks, Dan. And we'll see you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. 
thank you for listening to another episode of Strongtown Talks. If you enjoyed the show, please feel free to leave us a rating or review. We are always grateful for any feedback we get. 